listening to the Energy Policy Podcast, coming to you from the Center for the New Energy Economy at Colorado State University. I'm your host, Tom Plant. You can find the Energy Policy Podcast at policypodcast.com or subscribe on the iTunes Podcast Store. This month, we're going to be devoting the entire month to discussing one of the hottest issues in energy policy today. That's net metering. Um, In this first episode on net metering, we're going to discuss what net metering is at a very basic level, why it's so important to the solar industry, why it's creating problems for the utility industry. And then in later episodes this month, we're going to look a little deeper at the arguments on both sides. And um, finally, we're going to look at some solutions that are being considered around the country, some short-term ways to address the issue as well as more long-term solutions. So to get into net metering, kind of net metering 101, uh, you know, we're all familiar with the meter at our house. The meter tracks how much electricity we use from the grid, and then we pay the utility for that power. So if the, if the meter goes from zero to 100 kilowatt hours, we've used 100 kilowatt hours, we pay for that amount of electricity. But think about if you have a solar PV system on your house and a solar electric system on your house. You're going to be generating electricity, and some of that you're going to use in your house to run your refrigerator and various different things during the day while the sun's shining and it's producing all this electricity, but you're not going to use all of it. Um, So under net metering, what the customer generates but doesn't use goes through the meter, and that meter runs backwards. So it goes from the consumer side of the meter to the utility side of the meter. The meter runs backwards, and as the power is delivered to the grid, the consumer gets credit for all that power that they put onto the grid. When the homeowner comes home at night, the sun isn't shining, they turn on their TV or other appliances, start using electricity, that's being pulled from the grid back into their house, and the meter moves forward again. So what net metering says is that the customer is only going to be charged for the net of their consumption above what they've put onto the grid. So uh, give you an example. If a a meter starts at 100 kilowatt hours and the customer puts 10 kilowatt hours onto the grid from their PV system during the day, the meter is going to move backwards and it's going to go back down to 90 kilowatt hours. The customer comes home, they might use 15 kilowatt hours of electricity. That would push their meter from 90 back up to 105 kilowatt hours. But they'd only be charged for 5 kilowatt hours. That's the difference between what they put onto the grid from their solar system and what they used. The meter reflects this difference because it moves backwards to give credit for the power put on the grid and forwards to reflect what was pulled off the grid. The meter started at 100 kilowatt hours. It ended at 105 kilowatt hours. That reflects the net energy usage of 5 kilowatt hours. So that seems fair, pretty straightforward, right? So what's the big deal? Well, here's the issue. Utilities will argue that the rate that a customer pays for electricity not only pays for the generation but also for all the infrastructure required to deliver the generation to the customer's house. When the customer is putting generation onto the grid and then pulling off the grid, the utilities will argue they're using that infrastructure, but they're not paying for their portions of the cost of that infrastructure. Let's use the same example. The customer uses 15 kilowatt hours of electricity at 10 cents per kilowatt hour then they would pay $1.50 for 15 kilowatt hours of electricity. That includes all the costs of the power, the infrastructure, the utilities profits, all that. 
But if the customer puts 10 kilowatt hours of solar on the grid and then uses 15 kilowatt hours, they're only going to be charged for the 5 kilowatt hours or 50 cents. The utility loses a dollar in the transaction. So a portion of this dollar, the utilities will argue, goes to pay for the infrastructure that the solar customer is relying upon. Solar advocates argue that the customers are financing generation themselves, and they're putting that power on the, on the grid. It's clean power, has the value of being close to the load, it's available for all customers to use, and for all these reasons, the utility as a whole, and by extension, all the customers, benefit from their role as a power investor and a generator of solar power. Both sides have really valid arguments in this, and in the next episode, we're going to delve a little deeper into the two arguments and their ramifications. You've been listening to the Energy Policy Podcast, coming to you from the Center for the New Energy Economy at Colorado State University. I'm your host, Tom Plant. Thanks a lot for listening.